Do you have a relationship right now where communication is a struggle and you keep hitting the same wall with this same person? Well, James is about to give us a three-point sermon with a solution for all our communication. And if we're willing to put it into practice, it can revolutionize and change everything. And it's today on Walk in Truth. Welcome to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance. Walk in Truth is a ministry of Living Truth Christian Fellowship. It's our goal to build up believers and to reach out with God's truth to all people. And now, here's Pastor Michael. Let's look at the first injunction. It's the cue. This you know, my beloved brethren. Let everyone, this is all of us, there's no exceptions. Let's be quick to hear. If you're a note taker, that's the cue, quick to hear. The word for quick is takus in Greek. It means speedy, swift, fast. It speaks of eagerness. Simon Kistemacher, who's a commentator on the New Testament, said, listening is loving. Listening is loving. Let's be quick to listen. The first injunction is be quick to hear, quick to listen. Have you ever been talking to someone and you can see that the lights are on but nobody's home? And, and it, it sends a message to you that this person doesn't really care about what I'm saying. Um, I know <clears throat> as a man, I am very mono-minded. So I can really only focus on one thing at one time. It's, maybe it's a gift, but to my wife it can be a challenge. So for example, she has learned that if a Dodger game is on, it's not a good time to talk to me. But she wants to talk to me. So I have learned that when she comes to me, I have to hit, and there's a great invention that has now come to the masses of humanity. It is glorious, it's called the pause button. So I just pause the game and we talk and it's much easier for me and we're, we've kind of learned this, this, this thing of how we communicate. I really have to have everything else off so I can focus. So I have to do that and my spouse has to recognize that that's how I am. Now my wife can be stirring soup, talking on the phone, have a kid asking her about something and tell me that my socks are in the third drawer on the far left She's just good at that, okay? I am not. So we have to learn how to communicate. Instead of racing to get in your next word, how many of us are guilty of someone saying something, we're just, we're just forming the next argument that we're gonna make. Oh yeah, but we can't wait to say what we wanna say. <laughs> right? But we're not to be quick to get the next response out. We're to be quick to what? Listen. How many of us could just apply that this week? All right. My spouse is talking, my coworker, my boss, whatever it may be, the preacher. Oh, it's wonderful when you come and you come to, I come to speak, you come to listen. If we both finish at the same time, it's glorious. As one professor put it, who was addressing students at Princeton. Listening is loving. And I need, I confess it, I need to be a better listener. And the Bible actually says to me, I need to be quick to listen. 
eager, swift. Sometimes it would be better if I just listen and maybe before responding, have you ever been there before? You hear something and you respond and then you think back and you think, you know what, I should have let them get through the whole story before I fired off those five things that I just said that I now regret. As one writer put it, I've never had to take back something that I didn't say. And we've all been there before. Where we'd like to say after words left our mouth, could judge, could you strike that from the record? Judge, could you have the jury disregard that last statement? How many of you have watched the court show where if the attorney can get the words in, it doesn't matter if the judge says, please disregard that last statement that was made by that attorney. The attorney doesn't care. Because all that judge said was try to ignore something which made them think about it even more. <laughs> and lawyers are good at this kind of stuff. And so we're told to be quick to listen. I want you to turn to the book of Ecclesiastes. All right, that's in your Old Testament. And as Solomon is giving us wisdom, this is all in the kind of the center of our Bible where we have the wisdom literature. So you have Psalms, you have Proverbs, and then Ecclesiastes. So if you can think of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes go together, and Ecclesiastes is wisdom literature, then Ecclesiastes follows the Proverbs. So just think of it as more wisdom literature. Here's Solomon. Here's what he says. And just by way of introduction, uh, or I guess setting the context of James, James may be... Ecclesiastes 5 is what you want. James may be addressing the church as it relates to a worship service. Let me explain. In the ancient worship services, there was probably more opportunity for a dialogue. Uh, or at least maybe at the end of a message, there was an opportunity for some Q&A. And we'll do that later as we tackle the issue of Mormonism. And so it may be that if a pastor or a speaker was teaching the word of God. Let's, let's imagine maybe a home Bible study or one of our Bible studies at a restaurant. And someone was quick to speak, like, I don't, I don't believe that or I don't buy that or whatever. And there was, there was this talk that was going on. James is saying, and this is just one possible interpretation, that the setting is a worship service. And he's saying, look, listen first before you rattle off your thousand questions or your disagreements. Here's Ecclesiastes 5, verse 1, guard your steps as you go to the house of God and draw near to listen rather than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they are doing evil. <clears throat> verse 2, do not be hasty in word or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter in the presence of God, for God is in heaven and you are on the earth, therefore let your words be few. For the dream comes through much effort and the voice of a fool through many words. When you make a vow to God, do not be late in paying it, for he takes no delight in fools. Pay what you vow. It is better that you should not vow than you should vow and not pay. Do not let your speech cause you to sin. And do not say in the presence of the messenger of God that it was a mistake. Why should God be angry on account of your voice? and destroy the work of your hands. 
Now, there are some, if you go back to the book of James, that believe that James is thinking of Ecclesiastes 5. We don't know for sure. Of course, we are in the new covenant now, and we need to understand that God loves us, and um, God does discipline us, but we are a forgiven people. And we are in this sanctification process. That is, God is changing us more into the image of Jesus, and he's saying we need to be quick to listen. We need to let God's word, hearing it and applying it, be the centerpiece of our lives. That's why I would say to you during your week, if you don't have your dial set to Christian radio stations like KKLA or K-Wave or K-Bright, or you're not listening to some teaching during the week, or you're not in some sort of Bible study, you're, you're almost fighting a losing battle. Because you need God's word to be cleansing and shaping and strengthening your every fiber of your being all week long. That's mostly what I do is take in the word of God in one form or another. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a pastor. Before I ever was in a pulpit every week, that became a passion because I knew that that was a main vehicle by which God would change my thinking. So whatever I put into myself, that's what begins to orient my thinking. So every one of us needs to be quick to listen. The, the S in the acronym I'm giving you of is slow to speak. We need to be quick to listen, slow to speak. How can we be listening if we're talking? How can we be hearing somebody if, have you ever been in a conversation that turned into an argument and two people are trying to talk over one another? How many of you watch these shows where maybe it's Fox News and they have a debate going on and the moderator's in the middle and they have two talking heads on either side and, and they're trying to talk over each other. And you're like, nobody can hear anybody and it gets frustrating. And someone might say, please let person A finish and then you can talk. And the other person, <laughs> right? Because we all want to get our point across and we're not necessarily good at listening. Proverbs 10.19 says, Proverbs 10.19, where there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Proverbs 17.27 and 28 says, he who restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Even a fool, when he keeps silent, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is counted prudent. So it's better to keep one's mouth closed and be thought a fool than open it and dispel all doubt. <laughs> Have you ever met somebody and... You know, you might have a, a sense of who that person is, like just, you know, you see how someone looks, you might, they might look professorial or they, whatever, they might look athletic, and then they open their mouth and they start to share something, and you, sometimes you're a little blown away, like, wow, that's not what I expected that person to sound like or talk like. And so James is saying, look, we need to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Um, Psalm 80, 81, 13 and 14, God says in a lament, oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would quickly subdue their enemies 
and turn my hand against their adversaries. Psalm 81. Hey, listening family. If you're new to Walk in Truth, my name is Michael Lance. I'm the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona in Southern California. Hey, recently I've written a book called Suit Up, Putting on the Full Armor of God. It shows you how to put on what God has provided so that you can stand strong in the spiritual battle and stand strong against temptation with the resources that God provides. This book is available at the store at walkintruth.com. Go to walkintruth.com, click on the store, click on the book. I'll get you a signed copy and your donation will help support Walk in Truth and help us reach out to more people. Again, the book is Suit Up, Putting on the Full Armor of God, available at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. James is saying, look, we need to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Um, Psalm 80, 81, 13 and 14, God says in a lament, oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Psalm 81, 13 and 14. I had the privilege of praying at the National Day of Prayer event up at Eagle Glen, and it's, it's done every year by a group of individuals in the city who have a heart to reach people with the gospel. And I got a chance to pray, and Frank Sontag was the keynote speaker. And so up until that uh, point, I was praying during the week. And, you know, you're going to go up to pray, and you have a couple of minutes, and you're like, okay, Lord, what, what do you want me to pray? It's kind of a weird prayer. Lord, how do you want me to pray? But then I thought, you know what? The disciples actually asked Jesus. As they watched him minister and live, they actually asked him, Lord, Teach us how to pray. I think a great prayer for a Christian is, Lord, teach me how to pray. And maybe with that, teach me how to listen more when I pray. How about instead of me coming into the gates with my 17 requests that I got for today, right? Lord, I'd like you to do this, 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 and this, and for this person, this person, and this, and over, and here, and and how about if, We came into the presence of God and just said, Lord, I'm just here before you. For the first couple of minutes, I'm just going to seek your face. Speak. Your servant is listening. I don't know how it all works, you guys. (laughs) I don't understand it all, but I just know this. I've probably done a lot more talking in prayer than I've just tried to settle down and say, Lord, just speak to my heart. Let me just orient who I am with heaven's values. The Bible's remedy is not just about listening and hearing sound and nodding politely. We can all do that. But it is about reading, hearing, reading, and heeding. Revelation 1.3, James 1.22, the theme verse. Take a look at it. Prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. So we can, we can nod, we can be polite, but God wants us to take it in and let it go deep. In Luke 11, it came about while Jesus said these things, one of the women in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nursed. And Jesus said, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God 
and observe it. Luke 11, 27 and 28. That's where most Christians go wrong in hearing the word of God and actually doing it. <laughs> Would you agree? Would you say if churches and marriages and individuals just listened to God's word and did it more times than not, most of our problems would be solved. And I'm just talking about inside the church. I'm not talking about the issues in America right now, which we know there's a whole host of those. And those need a remedy. But my people who are called by my name, it needs to start with them. They need to humble themselves. They need to pray and seek my face. Proverbs 19.11 says, a man's discretion makes him slow to anger. And so we have this, these exhortations, quick to listen, slow to speak. Let's make sure we take in, we listen. And then the last one, the last S is slow to anger. And being slow to anger is commented a little bit more on in verse 20 when it says, for the anger, the Greek word here is orge, it's, O-R-G-E-E, -E. the anger of man does not achieve or produce the righteousness of God. A fool always loses his temper, Proverbs 29, 11, but a wise man holds back. If you like to think in opposites, there are a lot of people who are slow to hear, quick to speak, and quick to become angry. So think in the opposite terminology, and you, you got it. There are some people who are slow to hear. They don't listen. They're quick to speak, and they are quick to become angry, and they're difficult to be around because they're a ticking time bomb. And some of you are living with a person like this, and some of you are that person. And if you are, there is a remedy here, and the remedy is... Let's let God's word do its work. An angry spirit is never a listening or teachable spirit. Now, there are reasons for anger, of course. Some of us have been hurt. Some of us, you know, when we lose control of our environment or circumstances, sometimes anger is a natural response. I don't like what's happening here, so I get angry. But anger, the anger of man, now let me, let me clarify says the anger of man because some of you are thinking, well, God gets angry and Jesus turned over the tables of the money changers and so forth. And I even know the Bible speaks of a righteous anger. Amen. Wholeheartedly, amen and amen. But this is not talking about righteous anger. This is talking about the anger that comes from a man. It's fleshly anger. It's I'm angry because I don't like how this situation is going for moi. <laughs> I don't like how this is going for me, so I'm going to become angry so I can try to control it. So I can bring it back to where I want this situation to be. I'm not talking about righteous anger. We should be righteously anger at evil. When we see evil... Like Jesus, when he saw the money changers in the temple or when he saw the hypocrisy of the religious leaders, he became angry. That's legitimate anger. But how many of the times, if you were to look at your anger ratio and ask yourself, 
How many times when I've been angry has it been legitimately categorized as righteous anger? I was mad because of some evil or some wrong done to somebody else or blasphemous against God. I mean, we'd all like to say, yeah, that's, that, that's the only time I become angry. Is when, when God's name is something done wrong to God's name or some innocent person is harmed by some evil, that's when I get angry. If that's the case, you're doing well. That's where we want to end up. We want to be more like Jesus. And so this anger that is referred to here originally in the Greek, spoke of an impulsive nature. Um, the word is found 36 times in the New Testament, 12 times in the book of Romans alone. It speaks of uh, someone kind of letting anger bubble up and it comes out. What does anger achieve? Well, it does not produce, look at verse 20. The anger of man does not produce or achieve what? the righteousness of God, or another way you could translate it is the righteous life that God wants us to live. And that's what the book of James is really about. So the righteousness of God here, although it could be about three different things, it could be imputed righteousness, or it could be God's righteousness when he's looking at the world and measuring things. But here, I think it's accurate to say it's more about the righteous life that God wants us to live. Your anger does not produce the righteous life that God wants you to live. Not when it's fleshly anger coming from our fallen nature, if you will. And so I want you to turn to the book of Galatians. It's a little bit back. It's chapter five. We all know about the fruit of the Spirit, but the verses that come right before the fruits of the Spirit are fruits of the flesh, Galatians 5. As you turn there, let me read a little uh, something that I found in one of the commentaries. It says, In the desert I saw a creature, naked and bestial, who, squatting upon the ground, held his heart in his hands and ate of it. And I said, Is it good, friend? And he said, it is bitter, bitter, he answered, but I like it because it is bitter and because it is my heart. There are some people who like being bitter. It's been described as Frederick Buchner as anger when you let it kind of fester inside of you and you begin to kind of you know, lick your lips and, and it, it becomes this, you, you, you get hurt and you give it back and you get hurt and you give it back. He paints it this way. He said, it's a skeleton fit. It's a, it's a, a, a feast fit for a king. The one chief drawback is that the skeleton at the feast is you. And every time you become angry and you think about, oh, I, 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 I got a good one in there, or I should have right there. I had a little opening to, ooh, I, I could have. And you go back and think of, I, what I could have said this. I really would have got them then. Ever been in your car? You drove away from a meeting. You're strangling your steering wheel like it's the person's neck. Anybody? We had a situation some years ago where uh, a gentleman 
uh, basically had ripped me off for a bunch of money and then lied about me. And I was so angry. I drove away from a meeting and I, I did a relatively good job of controlling myself. And here I am, a pastor, you know, and I'm trying to, I didn't want to deck the guy or anything, but I, I drove away. I didn't think it would be a great career move. Anyway, and, and I'm squeezing the steering wheel. And I went and played racquetball. I find that hitting that little blue ball or the little white one does a lot of good. You know, you, you can picture faces on it. Anyway, so I went to the racquetball court, and there was a guy that I've known over the years, and he's a tough guy. And he, I told him the story, and he goes, uh, really? He goes, uh, Pastor Michael, would you like me and a group of my friends to take care of this for you? And just for a brief moment, I went, no, 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 that probably wouldn't be good. I don't want to send the three wise guys over to his house, you know, dressed in black suits. <laughs> we are representing Pastor Michael. <laughs> this would not be good. But I, I must say, I entertained it for a brief second. Pray for me. But anyway. Now, the deeds, Galatians 5.19, of the flesh are evident. Galatians 5.19, they are, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes. Do you guys see how many of these Fruits of the flesh, deeds of the flesh, are related to relationships that are in peril. Enmity, middle of verse 20, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions. They're all ugly words. When you say them, they're ugly. And Paul is saying, look, this is not what should be happening. And it's includes envying, drunkenness, carousing, and, and things like these. In other words, it's not even an exhaustive list. And, and here's a scary verse, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice, keyword, practice such things habitually, shall not inherit the kingdom of God, because they show by their action that they haven't been born again of the Holy Spirit. But, by contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is the opposite of all those ugly things. It is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus, if you're a Christian. Hey, listening family. If you're new to Walk in Truth, my name is Michael Lance. I'm the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona in Southern California. Hey, recently I've written a book called Suit Up, putting on the full armor of God. It shows you how to put on what God has provided so that you can stand strong in the spiritual battle and stand strong against temptation with the resources that God provides. This book is available at the store at walkintruth.com. Go to walkintruth.com, click on the store, click on the book. I'll get you a signed copy and your donation will help support Walk in Truth and help us reach out to more people. Again, the book is Suit Up, Putting on the Full Armor of God, available at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael would love to hear from you. 
You can write him when you visit walkintruth.com.